0: fun ones with cartoon animals printed on a lilac background i abandon a half-finished mug of black coffee in the staff room at otter house and head for the consulting room where i switch the computer on and load the waiting list i was hoping i glance up at the poster of a flea and correct myself itching to catch emma to tell her my news but it'll have to wait she hasn't turned up yet According to Frances, our receptionist, she's stuck in traffic, which has to be a euphemism meaning she's overslept. There isn't any traffic in Tallerton at this time on a Monday morning, unless it's the school holidays, when there can be queues of cars and coaches carrying holidaymakers to the coast at any time of day, causing gridlock through the narrow one-way streets. I notice that I'm still wearing my engagement ring, I slip it off and slide it onto my necklace, a discreet gold chain that I bought for the purpose. Knowing how good I am at losing stethoscopes, I worry about something as small as the ring. I call the first client of the day in from reception to join me. It's Clive, who runs the Tallymail Inn down by the river with his wife Edie. He's in his late fifties, but is looking older. He places a plastic box on the rubber-topped table, as if it's a box of eggs, opens the front and calls for the cat inside. "'Cassandra, out you come. "'Cassandra, Cassie, love!' His voice, that still bears a hint of an East London accent, rises unnaturally high, but no amount of sweet-talking will persuade Cassie to venture out. Clive picks up the carrier and gently tips it to slide the cat out, but she remains resolutely lodged inside. He tries another tack, taking a small tub of cat treats out of his pocket and shaking it, but there's no response. Cassie isn't stupid. "'That's the difference between dogs and cats,' I observe. "'You can tell a dog what to do, but you have to ask a cat.' Clive has always had dogs before, ex-police dog Robbie and a rescue called Petra whom Alex and I had to put down a couple of summers ago when she turned on Edie for no obvious reason. Shall I get her out for you? I continue, amused, but Clive is dismantling the carrier. He lifts the upper section off, exposing the cat who sits on a purple cushion, cowed and wary. As Clive's big hands reach down to make a grab for her, she takes a leap to the edge of the table, but it's too late. Clive sweeps her up and hugs her to his chest. That's enough, he chides. Client and Pet are a mismatched pair, a burly ex-policeman with a friendly smile and a twinkle in his eye, and a fluffy blue and cream Persian cat with a rather cross expression. Clive's scalp is taut and smooth, and his paunch is swollen, straining the buttons on his black shirt. Cassie, who has more than enough hair for both of them, sports a diamante collar and looks as if she's been groomed within an inch of her life. What brings you here? I haven't seen you around for a while. Miss me, have you, Mas? Clive smiles, hanging on to Cassie as she struggles to leap from his grasp. You could have come and found me. You know where I am. It's light-hearted banter. I've known him for three years now, since I operated on Robbie, and I'm a soon-to-be-married woman, and he pretends to be the put-upon husband, but he isn't. He'd do anything for Edie. How's Edie? I ask. I thought she might have come along too. Oh, uh, she had a heavy night last night. Busy behind the bar, I mean. "'Well, it's good to hear you're still so popular,' I say, "'filling the rather awkward silence "'as Clive appears to be deciding whether or not to unburden himself. "'I like Clive, and have a lot of respect for him and Edie, "'the way they've worked on restoring the Tally Mill Inn. "'But I'm a vet, not an agony aunt. "'To be honest, uh, we're too busy,' Clive says. Sometimes I feel like we're victims of our own success. We were supposed to be retiring down here to lead a quieter life.